My guest, Ian Jones, simply known as Carmo, earlier today caught up with Chiefs assistant coach Ross Felito. Ross Filippo, he started he started out by asking about how good it was getting another away win and what it felt like in such a hostile environment. Yeah, I found the I found the crowd um they they knew exactly when they needed to um I guess interject and, and throw in some booze and stuff when they wanted calls to go their way and um I, I, yeah it was it was I wouldn't say it was hostile. I thought I found the people were actually quite nice to talk to post game, pre and post game, but um they definitely got in behind their team and their team's um going through a bit of a, a growth phase and I think they're starting to come out the other side. They've put on a lot of size as a team and um I think they're starting to get starting to get used to carrying it now and uh, that was probably the first week that really highlighted how physical they've become as, as a unit. They put us under a lot of pressure at the breakdown. How much harder is it these uh, away games, these away wins, uh, and how crucial they'll be to your overall season? It is very difficult to, what, what I'm finding, and obviously I'm new new to the scene in terms of coaching, so um, I am finding that there, it is difficult to get on the road and actually pick up points. Even that, that Melbourne round, while we were playing Moana and we, we got out to an early lead. You know, we struggled in the second half to to kind of stay on top of them, and they ended up coming back. So, anytime you're not playing in your back, you know, in your backyard, it, mm. it yeah, it's kind of it's fifty fifty, and it's up for grabs. And it, whoever's the most accurate, I guess, for longer periods of a game um, are usually the ones that will come out on top. Uh, but I found a lot of these teams are really competitive when you go and visit them. Bottom line is, Ross, it's a tough competition uh, all around. Pretty special night, though, for one of uh, the Chiefs' greats, uh, Damien McKenzie, 100 games. That was pretty special. Yeah, no, it was a really awesome night. And he had his mum and dad and um, extended family and, and a couple of friends that, that live over there come come and support him. And they came in under the under the stands after the game. And, you know, Damien was presented as Jersey. And I think it's really cool that someone like him has, has, has been able to come back and, and achieve that milestone and go up on the wall with some of the other legends from this club. You know, he's got plenty more games left in him and he's still he's still a relatively young man, you know. So I think he's going to he's gonna challenge, if he hangs around for a couple of years, he'll challenge Liam Messam's, <laughs> Liam Messam's games. Well, yeah, but he plays with a smile on his face too, so he's absolutely cloud uh, pleaser. So from a coaching point of view, from where you're sitting, assistant coach, how do you wrap up the first five rounds, I mean, it's it's been perfect, but how do you wrap it up as an overview? In an overview, I think we, um, we're working hard on consistency as a team. You know, and that, that entails that each week we, we come back in and we're really honest uh, around how we performed. There's no sugarcoating going on and everyone's very realistic and present around where we're really at. Um, we, we understand what our work-ons need to be throughout the course of the week and we understand what our strengths strengths are and, and how we need to keep, you know, helping them get stronger. I feel like the team's in a good place at the moment. It's got significant growth that can still occur uh, with this team. There's there's a huge ceiling with this group. Um, it's just a matter of making sure that we temper that with, with keeping everyone's feet grounded and understanding that it's a game-by-game game process and uh, we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. And what's been your take after five rounds on the new rules, the introductions of these clarifications? I mean, me personally, I wouldn't speak for the other coaching team. I found that they haven't been enforced yet. <laughs> and some of the some of the players are coming dangerously close to that, that cutoff time. But I think it has created a sense of urgency amongst both teams. You know, once the ball leaves the field, getting the ball back in play, I, I think there's a real urgency to kind of get scrum set, 
get lineouts um, set and and people will be able to just just get the ball back in and, and, and playing. Um, but, you know, there are other tactics emerging around medical staff coming on the field and stuff like that to create windows to slow things down. Um, so we've just, yeah, we've, I, I think, I think they're actually a positive for the game, which is, which is a good thing, but everyone's always looking to try and find loopholes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and New Zealanders are good at that. Do you see opportunities going forward when you get more familiar with these rules about opportunities made for the number eight without the halfback harassing them? Yeah, I think a number of teams have already exploited their opposition early on in the competition around not having the nine at the base of the scrum. It makes it a lot easier for for serving serving your back line and being able to get strikes away. And I think that's only going to have a positive impact in terms mm. of the, the visual um, aspect of the game for the fans. There's a lot more purchase you can get off the back of a scrum now. And a lot of teams are, are making good strides and, and getting off, chewing off some really good metres, you know, Prior to them changing the laws, the nine could literally come up and shut off one half of the field, and yeah. they could, you know, the defence could force you one way. I, I think it's been a positive, positive shift to kind of open the game up a little bit more. If I'm being honest, yeah, I just it'll be interesting to see if these new rules are adapted, and we've seen some big injuries in other franchises. Not so much the Chiefs, but you know, the fatigue factor um, will become a big part of rugby. Fatigue clearly leads uh, to injuries, mistakes. But also, so you you must be pretty pleased overall with your aerobic fitness levels of your forwards in particular. Yeah, I think the team's kind of poised in a you know, like we've got the makeup of the players that we've got in our forward pack are, are kind of ones that consist of, of being mobile and and also physical at the same in the same breath. So we've got a number of guys in the in the pack that have got big engines. They work really hard. Um, they like to have back, they like to stack back to back moments throughout the course of games. It's something that they kind of focus on. In their week, so we've got a hard-working pack that they like to run, run in space also too. You know, I guess around speeding the game up and opening things up around you know adjustment of the rules. Yep, there's going to be greater levels of fatigue, but that I think that in turn is going to create more space for attack uh, because teams are going to die off and, and connections are going to start to dissipate throughout the course of a game. So it's only going to make the game more entertaining, if I'm being honest. Hey, talking about one injury, though, which I um, want to get an update from you. I'm not sure what his situation is, but I'd love to see the kid uh, out there as a young Josh Lord. Is it likely to see him back uh, in a Chiefs jersey this year? Absolutely. Um, Josh is on the cusp of returning to play. So he's he's gone through a long process to kind of get over his knee injury. And he's done a, an outstanding job with his rehab. And he's been really committed through that window. And uh, he's he's... Very close to taking the grass again. He's been training with us. Looks sharp. He's put on some size. He's a big man. So I'm excited to actually work with him, you know, full-time once he gets back into the group. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be pretty excited to team up again when he, if he gets the opportunity with Brady Retallick because he's just been an absolute a workhorse for you. Uh, every game he played and, and said that was no different. But we'll move, uh, park that one yeah. uh, and move on to 7 o'clock. On uh, Saturday night, I'm actually taking the family down to this one, so I'm looking forward to watching you guys take on the Blues. Uh, what have you made of them? Big, physical, try and suffocate you in most areas of the field. Hallmark, you know, hallmark pack of Tom Coventry. Loves a big, big pack, and they'll try and impose themselves physically throughout the course of this game, so I expect nothing less from the Blues. So for us fans and all the Chiefs fans sitting in the, uh, watching on TV, sitting... Uh, at the stadium, Ross, where's the kind of key areas that you think you'll need to nail uh, to get the W? 
oh, you know, I, I guess if you're going on on what we needed to fix from last week, definitely tidy up our breakdown area, which is an area that the Blues like to really attack. So I guess we get that first part right, and then the other areas our games can start to flow. There's a lot of areas where they apply pressure, if I'm being honest. And so we've just got to we've got to make sure that between now and Friday, we've there's not one specific area that we need to actually kind of nail. It's it's almost every area. We can't actually open the door for them and give them. They they they're really good at finding opportunities to kind of punish teams, whether it's with the ball or without it. So um, it's got to be a complete performance this week. Hey, it's uh, it's hard to get too overexcited. I know us fans do because this is a key game, uh, them coming down the road. But you guys work on any techniques to talk to your players? I know you got a lot of good senior players. You just uh, kind of calm them down a bit. Yeah, I think we've got a great great group of leaders that actually have a good good feel on the group, and they they try and temper the mood with everyone. Um, the, there's a number of connection points that they run to make sure that everyone comes in, connects de-escalates any kind of wild emotions that are starting to emerge. So uh, they do a really good job of managing that space. And that's probably another thing that we're seeing with this team this year. There's there's a level of maturity that's emerged in, in amongst the, you know some of the players that have been with this group for a long time. Um, so they're coming of age. And, and as a result, some of those kind of moments where you get a little bit deer in headlights, that they're starting to kind of dissipate. So we've got good leaders that are managing players, drawing them back in and connect, reconnecting and get, refocusing them. But we've also got the emergence of players benefiting from multiple years of playing Super Rugby and adapting and getting used to playing at this level and dealing with the pressure. Maybe you need to share some of those with us fans because I get a bit of a knot in my stomach even thinking about the game. Long way from playing. Uh, and just finally, uh, are you heading into this weekend uh, with a pretty much fully fit squad? Yeah, I think the team's the team's looking in a good place. There's been heaps of we've been able to keep a core group out there, but also um, get get a number of bodies through, and everyone's had had access to rugby. Uh, we haven't had any major injuries, touch wood, by one or two. So we and guys are starting to now return from from those injuries. So we're we're feeling pretty excited about what's in front of us, and we're just hoping to put a complete performance together by the end of the week. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, you need to. So, but thanks for your time, Ross. All the best That's for the right. weekend. Cheers, Kate. Um, go well. Cheers. Hey, mate. Awesome. Thank you, mate.